This is the Another Way to See It podcast, a show about perspective. I'm Randy, an old soul with a beginner's mindset, curiously navigating this journey we call life. I bring my life experiences and authentic curiosity to meet people where they are, challenging them to break the old blueprints and patterns that no longer are in alignment, cleaning up our messes to learn and evolve. I'm Kim. As a coach, I take a hawk-like perspective. I use keen, big-picture seeing, deep-embodied listening, and the courage to ask hard questions, to contextualize experiences and connect dots. In this way, I help guide my clients to places that are well-examined, expansive, and full of possibility. Each week, we dive deep into topics that most of us navigate in our everyday life. We're glad you're here. tuning in to the Another Way to See It podcast. I am Kim Moran here with Randy Poindexter. Uh, So Randy, I thought we could just do a quick little episode because a question popped into my mind yesterday and it was this. What is the most important lesson that you've learned as a coach so far? What is the most important lesson that you've learned as a coach so far? And I thought that's pretty fascinating that it comes in like that, but I'll take it. And I sat with it for a little while and I came up with an answer. So I want to put the question to you and hear your answer or like how you'd answer today. But first I'll share my answer. Okay. All right. I'm I'm all ears. How it came in was this, no matter how much you want to help your clients, that you want to see them heal, no matter how much you want this for them, your desire to see them do the work, your desire to see them overcome, to see them succeed does not matter more than their desire to stay exactly where they are, to not change, to not heal, to not grow, if that is not what they want to do. That the client absolutely has the right to stay exactly where they are. That's their choice to face whatever demons they want to face and to not face the others. And that we as coaches, we're just companions on the path, but we're not directing the path. And it sounds so stupid, but I want all of my clients to be successful. I want them all to grow into their fullest selves. You know, like I see them as whole. And I also see a lot of fear in the work that we do. And I have to remind myself that it's their choice. It's Mm. their choice their free will to not face something. That's fine. I'm just along for the ride and it is an honor and a privilege to walk with them. However far they want to walk. I just have this image of, of as, as us being coaches, you know, that there's the container, the space that we hold. And with that, I believe it was Tracy that, that brought up the vessel we are just the vessel. They are 
steering, driving that, that vessel. And so we have to, as coaches, remove the expectation of what we want for them or what we see in them and just hold that space. And it is challenging. It was very challenging for me. I got lucky as my first client I felt was was easy because there was so much resonance between us as far as the situation. But as I as I went away from that client, I rolled into another one thinking how well the previous did that this one's going to be the same. And so I think this is, yeah. And I think it's very important that, that we're talking about this because that was then me dropping back into my perfectionist and not, not in the way that, Oh, I can save this person, but like seeing what we see in people and knowing that if you, if you go through the difficult situations and breaking the patterns and redesigning your blueprints that the other side is beautiful and more whole but that's not for us and it does get heavy and it does weigh on us when we get done with clients when we get done doing communities it's energy draining and not necessarily a bad way, but it's heavy on us. Like we have to then process not only our end of it or what we were going through before the client, like there, there's like a a cool down period, a re-energizing period for us as coaches. And once again, not saying it as a bad way, but I feel the coaches that have those are, are doing it for, for the, if you want to call it the right reasons, Mm. right? Like I've gone through what I've gone through and my clients relate with that. And I know what's on the other side. And so it's easy for me to say, just do, you know, not, not just do this, but these are the steps you could take. These are the actions you could make to change it. Because I, I've been through it and I, I feel like I could never tell somebody to do something that I've never done. Like, I feel like that's when I would recommend a different path for them. Because who am I? Right? Like, I know my life and I know what's best for me and I'm showing up for me. And if people resonate with that, then yes, we can walk, we can jump on that, that vessel and, and see where it takes us. But at the end of the day, and where where this started is, it's up to that client, to the person, to make the decisions and the actions. This is so fascinating because as you were talking, I began to see you and me and a bunch of other people that we know that are in this work. I began to see myself as someone who other people probably look up to. I mean... I have done a lot of work. I'm pretty fearless in how I deal do like deal with this stuff myself, right? I just I'm fearless about it. I go I say, in, I say I, it all the time. I go in, I clean it up and I move on. But so that probably looks like very appealing to some people, right? Because I'm I don't have a lot of baggage anymore. I really got did a lot of work to get rid of that. However, what people don't understand 
is that it's so much work to get to this place where you are like becoming free, you know, and it must look like freedom. And it, it it feels like freedom for me. It feels hugely liberating having done all this work. However, I've gone through some really scary stuff. And I think what people see is this beautiful um, end result. It's although it's not the end, but they see this beautiful product of the work that I've done and they want that. And then they start and they realize like, that's super hard. It's like, it's like going out to get a black belt in karate or something like that. It looks great. You know, the first couple of belts, but like to get a black belt, that's taking it up a notch and it's not for everyone and that's okay. And I, I want to say this, it doesn't matter if you give up, that is your business and you are still loved and you are still worthy. It doesn't matter if you stop doing the work. It doesn't matter if you never start doing the work. It doesn't matter if you're in the middle of doing the work over something specific, like you're never done doing the work, but if you never start, you're still whole. Mm. You're still worthy. You're still loved. It doesn't matter. And it's not for me to judge how my clients do it, how they want to do it. If they want to do it. I just, my job is to love them, to love them. Mm. Ah, I love it. I mean, there's just, and I think that's what ties into what my takeaway has been so far is not only navigating my journey, but my journey as a coach. And it's shifted along the way because I've shifted, I've grown, I've evolved, I've expanded. And what I find myself in are these communities more so than coaching. And I don't have to have the title of a coach to be that vessel. And so my takeaway is, is that you're not alone. You can go through things and still be a part. You can be a part of a community, be a part of a, of a group, of a forum, of friendship, of a, a text group. Like you're not alone. And I do find as a whole, that we heal better with others. But I'm also going to say that there are times that you need to heal alone and sit with, you know, yourself and navigate that. Sit with yourself. Yeah. Sit with the discernment. And so knowing that there are others out there, knowing that the loneliness may be in front of you, but you can see past it. That was a big takeaway for me is, is realizing how important communities really are along this journey of coaching. I mean, I met you in a community. Exactly. Um, school. And then we started a community and we've been parts of various communities. I mean, I'm thinking about my life and just the different communities I've been a part of. And some of them are lifelong communities, families. That's a lifelong community for better, for worse, Um, Mm -hmm. certain friendships, but some communities last only a brief time. It's just for that reason, right? That you were in Mm -hmm. that community for that brief time with those specific people. But you're absolutely right. I mean, 
we do heal together. We do heal, you know, on our own, but ultimately the courageous act of healing helps everyone helps everyone. Yes. We've talked about in the past going through that, that hero's journey, you know, the awakening and coming back to share, to give back. That's where the real growth is. I feel that the people that go through the journey, and this is once again for them, I'm not judging or anything, but I'm sticking true to as a whole that people do go through the journey and they don't give back. And that's perfectly fine. For me, going through my journey, I feel that I went through that to give back. That's really interesting that you're saying that. And so I'm going to bring your attention to this. Whether or not we actively give back in the form of, I've been through this, this is how it is. Some people are role models who don't talk about the experience, but they live the experience for others to see. They don't even consciously say, I'm going to be a role model. They just are because they've been through something and it changed them. I agree. I, I 100% agree with that. And for me, that's that's living your truth. That's living your authentic self. Being that, that brightness, that energy. People see that. They feed off that. They resonate with that. Right. So whether and, you whether you want to give back or not, you're giving back. You're giving something back, whether you want to or not. Yeah. I, I can see. I, I see. I see that. But I also feel. OK, let me put it this way. People that do the work and they have this awakening and they see the other side. People then make that choice instead of continuing to go back to their old ways. That's not giving back. In my opinion, as a community of growing and evolving and expanding, them stunting their growth, which could be a teacher for somebody else. Yeah. I get that, but I'm talking about consciously doing it. Why do you think someone would consciously go backward? Because it's easier. So that's really fascinating because I'll say this. There have been times on this spiritual awakening process that I've been on where I wish I could have gone back and I couldn't. My eyes were open. I couldn't go back, you know, and I wanted to. So, but you, but he, okay, this is, this is, well, I'm going, I'm riffing off what you said. Cause I mean, I couldn't go back if I wanted to, and I did. And I. And we've had these conversations off air of how do people do that? Cause it does happen for me. I feel like you were so, and I can even speak on this on my behalf is you created such healthy habits and patterns that to break those would having to be completely go against everything you've worked for. So maybe, maybe. for, for me, 
you know, and we have we have different views, we have different timelines of of how our journeys have happened. I feel in the beginning stages, it's very easy to go back. I guess that I guess that would be my my distinguishing comment of in the beginning stages of awakening, because I caught myself doing it. Oh, do tell me what that. Well, trying to separate. I always talk about, you know, working as a distraction, you know, chasing perfection and keeping up with the Joneses and materialistic things. You know, there was a lot of things that I pursued that way. And when I started my journey, it would be like this whisper of like, no, nah, don't, don't sit there and think about that stuff. Don't journal. You could go play games. Don't journal. You could, you could go into work early because I started journaling in the morning back then. You know, there were these voices, not, not real voices, but you know, that, that thought of why am I doing this? The reality is, is what I was doing wasn't fucking working. And so I kept leaning in and that was my choice. I could have easily gone back. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think there is a point though, where you, you just have, you come too far. You there can't. is a point of, I agree with that. There is a point of no return, but where we're talking about this is that looks different for everybody. Absolutely. My point of no return realistically was when I started, because I told myself, I'm not going to go back to who I was. And I have no problem admitting originally it started in a sense to, to show others that I can change. Yeah. yeah. Like that was the initial, Oh, don't tell me I can't change. Right. I'll fuck, I'll fucking change to prove you wrong. Yeah. So that started the, that started this train, this path, but it wasn't what the longevity was. The longevity was with me wanting to do it for myself. Yeah. Um, so I just started thinking about this as a possibility. Do people who've started this process actually go back to sleep or are they acting? Because we know we wear masks and I'm not sure if you've really seen some stuff, but it's been really scary. Like, I think you could probably act like you were asleep when you weren't really. Mm. I don't know. I don't oh, know. That's interesting yeah, because, that's right? Oh man! But then you're not living your truth. Absolutely not. But let's let's start with the premise that probably ninety nine point nine percent of people aren't living their truth anyway, right? It's just it's more painful when you start to go down this process and you start to heal and you start to become awakened to to your totality of yourself. It hurts you to dim your light. It hurts. It's like a physical hurt. So, but, but I think that so many people are already hurting, right? So it doesn't feel like we're numb a lot to the pain of our existence because we hide so much of it. We were also molded to be that way. Uh, that's the sick part. That's, that's, society and generational traits 
have taught us to not be ourselves. They have taught us to fall in line, to do A, B, and C. Don't skip to fucking W. You got to go in order. You got to follow this line. And it takes sometimes serious catastrophic events in your life to realize what am I doing? Why am I living this way? I've never felt comfortable. I I've had this knot in my stomach going to work every day for the last two years. I think I have a back issue, but it's just stress. (laughs) Well, this is what makes what I opened this conversation with the fact that I so desperately want to help you know, be in it with my clients because I want them to shed this. This is what we're talking about now. And yet I can't do it. It's not my, it's not for me to, to do it's their work. And so we come full circle, right? We know what's, what's available Mm -hmm. and we want to show you what's available, but you have to steer the vessel. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not an easy job. Why did we choose this job? Uh, I think it shows us. I, I agree with you. I'm so glad you said that. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, well, I think that means our time is up, Randy. Oh, did, is the, did our timer go off? <laughs> did you hear the dings? Yeah. Are you done baking something, Kim? Is that dinner? It's my mom, actually. <laughs> so how are we signing off with this episode kim what are you leaving with our listeners well i'm leaving this to my listeners you are in charge of the coaching relationship a good coach always wants you to go for it because a good coach has a view of the other side of the mountain and has a if you have a good rapport, has a view of what you're capable of achieving. So they're there to get you over that thing. Mm. So develop trust in them, develop trust in yourself and get over to the other side of the mountain. I want to piggyback off you and say that if you have a coach, uh, a therapist, a group, a community, those may not be for you anymore as well. And that's okay. You might not resonate with them anymore. Don't feel like you have to stay because you've got to this point. And I say that because it happened to me. I feel like I outgrew the therapist I had Mm. and that, that where I'm going, I don't need someone with a bunch of letters and certificates that help me navigate with where I'm going. And so I want to leave that to piggyback off you. And I will also continue to say that you're not alone. There are people out there. You just have to, to lean into what that would look like to get those people around you and in your life. We're not alone. We're not going to have all the answers. But somebody within a community of a larger community will know. I'm going to stick to this. Nobody knows exactly. Nobody knows exactly what it's like to be you in your situation. But someone has walked a similar path, worn similar shoes, 
and they can walk with you. Like you don't have to walk alone. We're not going to have the same experience, but we can walk with you. People can walk with you beside you. Thank you so much for another great conversation. Love it. Always uh, look for these and can't wait for the next one. All right. See you next time. Till next time. If you enjoyed this episode of Another Way to See It, please be sure to subscribe, share the episode, and leave us a rating or a review. Also, don't forget to check out our Instagram page, Another Way to See It podcast, all one word. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out. Mm -hmm.